Hi, welcome to Nutra Champion, a podcast series where we speak with experts specializing in nutrition research, including scientists, doctors, and policy makers. Here, we will find out more about their research journey, their career, and even some personal life lessons. I'm Ting Ming, the editor of Nutra Ingredients Asia and your host for this podcast. You can listen to our past episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to this episode of Nutra Champion Podcast. I'm very honoured to be joined by Professor Chan Ka Leong Francis, the Dean of the Faculty of Medicine at the Chinese University of Hong Kong for this episode. As an internationally renowned clinician scientist in peptide ulcer bleeding, helicobacter priori and endoscopic therapy, Professor Chan has published over 840 full scientific articles in high-impact international journals. More notably, he is the only researcher in academic history who has published eight first-author original research articles in two prestigious medical journals, namely the New England Journal of Medicine and The Lancet. He is also the co-founder of Genome Biome, which is a spin-off of the Center of Gut Microbiota Research under the Chinese University of Hong Kong. The company has been making waves for its probiotics products sold under the brand Genit as it has been tested on COVID-19 patients and was shown to reduce plasma pro-inflammatory markers such as IL-6, MCP-1 as compared to the control group. The intervention group also saw a significant increase in beneficial bacteria such as Echinobacteria and Firmicutes. So in fact, the firm has also won the Nutra Ingredients Asia Awards 2022 Probiotic Product of the Year with its product Genip Immunity Plus, which is a symbiotic formula containing the bifidobacterium strains as well as prebiotics. So without further ado, let's hear from Prof Chan himself more about Genip Biome, his research and you know even some of his personal life stories. So hi, Prof Chan. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Yeah, even you know, even though you are, you have such a tight schedule, and you know, even though you just touched down from Chicago, uh, uh yesterday. Right. So uh, I've been pretty busy, but it's good to be busy, especially after the COVID pandemic. Uh, I've been traveling a lot and trying to meet up with my international collaborators to further our research in different fields. Mm, mm, sure, sounds exciting. So for today, right, I think uh, the first thing that I would like to find out more is about Genine Biome, right? This yes. company has been, you know, um, you know, in the media, in the gaining media attention and, you know, has been, uh, there's a lot of research coming out from it as well. So um, could you share with us, you know, what is the story behind Genine Biome and what is the inspiration behind it? Right. Oh, good question. Uh, you know what? I've been an university academic for more than 25 years. And um, all my life, I've been focusing on academic research, trying to do scientific discoveries. And then uh, I, with my co-founder of Genibiome, Professor Silton, one day, some four or five years ago, asked ourselves, we've been doing this academic research, publishing high-impact scientific papers for so many years, but how can we possibly transform our, in, our impact, our knowledge, into something that can benefit the society? And me and my co-founder, being GI specialists, we are very much interested in the gut, in particular gut microbiome. Uh, 
thanks for the introduction. In fact, apart from the research interest you mentioned, in the last 10, 15 years, I have been very much into the gut microbiome as well. Now, what is gut microbiome? In fact, I'm referring to the trillions of germs in our guts that forms an ecosystem that not only controls our absorption, digestion, or excretion, but also it is really the second brain that really kind of determines our health and diseases. So uh, with more and more knowledge and advancement in technology, we realize that if we better understand and can kind of modulate the gut microbiome, we might be able to improve our health and even cure diseases. And therefore, at that time, with a leap of faith, me and Professor Ng uh, together kind of wrote down our business plan over a piece of napkin in a coffee shop and then started our journey uh, to embark on this um, entrepreneurial development. Yeah, indeed. So the company launched its uh, first product during the thick in the thick of uh, COVID-19, right? Yes. So, you know, why, why did the company decide to launch it during this period, even though, you know, there has been research coming out from, uh, from uh, I mean, the findings have been coming out uh, from, from your research uh, even earlier on? Right. A uh, good question. In fact, we have no, we didn't have any intention to launch our first product during COVID, and we didn't even um, kind of think of it. For example, we have been working for more than ten years on the microbial signatures for colorectal cancer, and suddenly COVID came to Hong Kong and the whole world. And in my hospital, which is a tertiary referral center during the COVID pandemic, we have been seeing many, many patients every day. And then we just realized a very funny observation. Why some patients got COVID and didn't feel anything special, whereas others developed even life-threatening complications. And then because of so many patients coming to our tertiary referral center, we were able to collect all the clinical data, biosamples for analysis. Now, being a GI specialist, as I said, we are very much interested in the gut, and we do believe that, as mentioned earlier, the gut microbiome may play a role in determining the outcome of patients' health and, and outcome with various diseases. And therefore, uh, we did this analysis, and. To our surprise, we find out that for patients with COVID who are hospitalized for this severe infection at that time, uh, these patients, they in their guts, uh, had a panel of very important germs, up to 20-something germs, that controlled their immunity against infection are missing. So people ask whether this is a cause or an effect, whether it's a chicken and egg phenomenon. And we did very serious analysis. We found that they, these uh, loss of bacteria uh, actually were the cause of the problem rather than the consequence of being infected, treated with antibiotics and things. And therefore, at the time, I remember back in 2020, we published the very first article in the world showing that COVID patients lost a series of very important bacteria. And then using um, bacteria analysis followed by machine learning, we were able to demonstrate that uh, by using a, a, a combination of 
probiotics, we're able to improve the outcome, not based on not only based on laboratory findings, improving the immune markers, but also in clinical studies. Recently, we just published another large-scale clinical trial that using this SIM01 formula, we're able to reduce the risk of COVID and other infections as compared to the placebo group who only took vitamin C. So this is like, um, uh, it's just happened that, you know, there's opportunities, there's um, the circumstances have called for uh, such an innovation to come out at that point, right? Yeah, so, entirely an yeah. Ex- unexpected opportunity. You're quite right. Yeah. How did y'all feel at that point? Like, um, what, what, what were y'all feeling, you know, when y'all realised that, wow, this is, that our research for so long is, is uh, it can be used uh, in such a grave situation to help the COVID patients. What, what were your feeling at, at that point? Well, at that time, we were all very excited. As mentioned earlier, we've been doing academic research for, 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 for decades. But then how could we transform our research into something that can have impact on the society? And that's the reason why when we come up with these novel findings, we believe it would be a great opportunity, especially at that time, there was no vaccine, there was no effective means to prevent COVID. And certainly now, even with effective vaccination, we are thinking about how we can reduce the severity and also prevent the post-COVID consequences, such as long COVID. So I, we are all very excited about our findings. I'm wondering what are some of your tips for the other researchers when it comes to translating scientific discoveries into you know, a business venture and even products? Um, uh, good question. In fact, this is something also uh, I'm also learning during the the, the entire process. Uh, it, it, in short, uh, I believe academic research and innovations are two different things. When we do academic research, uh, we often try to identify things that may add additional or incremental knowledge to scientific discovery. But even your discovery is very, very groundbreaking. It doesn't mean that it will offer a solution to the society. So often, if you want to embark on innovation entrepreneurship, you need to understand what the society needs, what are the gaps in the society, in such a way that your research should aim at finding a solution to bridge the gap for the society. So often we academic researchers uh, forget about the second part and do a lot of interesting, we thought are interesting research work and doesn't really help the society. I see. So like moving forward, right, what are some of your ongoing uh, research or, you know, upcoming plans for research uh, when it comes to gut uh, related uh, uh, um, areas? Right. Uh, for my company, Genibiome, we are actually having uh, three different lines of R&D. Uh, the first one is something that people may be more familiar with, is the next generation probiotics. Uh, uh, people consider probiotics as health supplements that may improve health. And we believe that probiotics, unlike the old days, should be able to uh, improve our health beyond um, our guts, meaning not only improve our digestion, absorption, excretion, but we can also do other more important things like whether or not we can reduce the risk of colorectal polyps and cancer, whether we can improve uh, eczema, 
improve our mood sleep problem because everything is related to the guts and uh, we want our future product probiotic product to be evidence-based all right uh, the second line would be the next generation medicine we believe ultimately um, the gut bacteria microbiome will be the next frontier of medicine therefore we are working very hard to transform these very novel bacteria into something with clear therapeutic indications. So this is going to be a very long journey. Um, the third one is about developing novel diagnostics for, uh, for various conditions. As I mentioned earlier, because there are trillions of bacteria in our guts, sometimes why some patients, despite similar genetic makeup, develop certain diseases while others they don't. We believe it's the, the, the bacteria in the, in, in the gut, whether you're talking about harmful or beneficial bacteria, that determine the outcome of your genetic makeup. So, uh, for example, we have also launched a product for early detection of colorectal cancer, as well as prediction of the development of colorectal polyps. That means those precursors for colorectal cancer. Um, uh, uh, and, and, and it's already available on the market. So we are working on different lines according to our R&D pipeline. Actually, I'm wondering, like, what do you think is uh, one misconception that people, including doctors, might have about probiotics? Yes, I believe for so many years, uh, a lot of people, including doctors in the medical field, thought probiotics are something that is not evidence-based. There's largely some sort of commercial uh, gimmick. Uh, that was true because in the past, unfortunately, most probiotic formulas, they didn't, they, they were not based on evidence. And a lot of all these uh, probiotic formula were aimed, uh, aimed to kind of improve um, the, 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 the gut function. Now, I believe with advancement in technology, we were able to identify some very novel bacteria and, and be able to clarify their important functions for our body. So I believe uh, now and also in the future, we were able to come up with what we call next generation probiotics. They're evidence-based and that can be shown not only in the laboratory, but also in clinical trials that how they can improve our health and alleviate and help out certain disease conditions, such as I mentioned earlier, colorectal cancer, uh, obesity, diabetes, eczema, and even mood disorders. Okay, so by next generation, right, it means like uh, probiotics that can do more than just uh, improving gut health, right? With, um, exactly. Mm, I see, I see. How did you decide to venture into this area of gut microbiota research in the first place? I, I understand that you're, you know, you're specialising in gastrointestinal uh, disease and research. So uh, what sparked your interest in, in this area in the first place? Um, now, uh, I believe the gut microbiome, as I mentioned earlier, is our second brain. Um, uh, our human body, you can consist of two parts. One is our genetic makeup. Our genetic makeup, uh, which we, we, we talk about the human genome, only constitutes 1% of the total genome of our body. Whereas 99% of the genome in our body are actually the, 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 germ, uh, the genomes of the germ, especially the gut microbiome. While we cannot change our human genome from our parents, we can definitely and have a lot of potential to modulate our gut microbiome. 
to improve our health and also cure diseases. So that's the reason why I'm so fascinated about the gut microbiome, which I believe is the next frontier of medicine. I'm wondering how has the you know um seen how has the research on gut uh health advanced throughout the years you know when you first started out until now how has it evolved what do you think is the biggest uh evolution that you have seen I believe it's the advancement in technology that allows us to identify new bacteria, novel bacteria, novel bacteria that could not be found in the past. And also with the new technology, we were able to clarify the specific functions of these bacteria, including viruses and fungi in our, in, in, in our human guts. Uh, these are the things that we could not do in the past. When I talk about this new technology, we are referring to uh, something very advanced, such as the next generation sequencing, metagenomic analysis. And with all these new techniques, uh, we, we, we can do a lot of things that we couldn't do in the past. Yeah, another era is postbiotics. I think this is like an emerging topic uh, in the biotech space. So what are your thoughts on postbiotics? And do you foresee, you know, like, new products from Genebiome to include postbiotics? Yeah, in fact, probiotics, in short, is a kind of active metal metabolites produced by the probiotic bacteria. When we talk about all these uh, probiotic bacteria, they act through probiotics. Uh, the question or the real challenge is, can we identify the active metabolites of these useful probiotic bacteria that exerts its clinical functions. So uh, to be uh, prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics are just medical terms. The most important thing is whether or not when we, whenever we come up with new products that the, the ingredients of these products have been supported by scientific evidence. Coming back to the science, the evidence is the most important, right. the, the crux. In terms of new product launches for this year, for Genin Biome, are you able to like maybe give us a glimpse of what, what, what might take place later this year? Right. Uh, in fact, we do have quite a number of very exciting products uh, in our pipeline, including uh, new, um, uh, what we call the microbiome formula for treatment of various conditions like eczema, and uh, and mood disorder. Uh, so these are the things we are working very hard on that. And also we have got um, diagnostic products. Uh, apart from the colorectal cancer diagnosis, we are very uh, kind of focusing on a new product for the prediction of autism. So uh, I hope with these new inventions, we were able to help our parents to deal with many childhood conditions that all along have no solutions to that. And also we hope that our new microbiome formula will be able to kind of uh, treat the various conditions or help uh, improve the outcome of conditions. One more, one last question that I have, right, is about, you know, um, you, you have a very long research career and I'm wondering, like, um, what would you say to, uh, you know, your fellow researchers or younger researchers uh, when it comes to, um, you know, the research journey? Sometimes there might be a lot of um, challenges and what, what would you say to them to, you know, persevere on and to find solutions that's truly useful for, for uh, mankind? Yeah, uh, good question. I believe, first of all, there's no shortcut to success. Everyone has to work very hard. And uh, 
perseverance is really the important, the, the most important key element to success. Uh, you have to identify your goal and you have to work very hard and you never know when your opportunity will come. So I believe um, kind of a fortune only favors those who are well prepared for an unexpected opportunity. That's my advice to um, researchers and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess, you know, your um, research for this gene biome is like an example. An example of yeah, this. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm more than happy to kind of have another opportunity to talk to you in the near future. Mm, sure, sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Prof Chan, for your time. And yeah, I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Thank you. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to Neutra Champion on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also head to NutriIngredients-Asia.com for more content and news on the nutrition industry.